Welcome to episode 16 of The Lives of the Saints, second series. I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church. In this episode, I pay tribute to St. Athanasius of Alexandria, whose feast day is May 2nd. The musical theme for the series is Horatio Nelson's hymn, From All the Saints in Warfare, written in 1864 A.D., and here played to the tune Aurelia, primarily remembered as the tune for the Church's One Foundation. The recording was produced in the United Kingdom by Richard Irwin, whose website, www.hymnswithoutwords, includes many traditional Anglican hymns and tunes available for download and use in local services. I thank Richard Irwin for granting permission for its use. St. Athanasius is also called Athanasius the Great to distinguish him from other saints of the same name, mostly in the Eastern Church. He was one of the first four men declared by both the Roman Catholic Church as declared by the Roman Catholic Church as a doctor of the church along with St. John Chrysostom, St. Basil of Caesarea, and St. Gregory Nazianzen. He is celebrated as one of three hierarchs of the Eastern Church with St. John Chrysostom and St. Basil of Caesarea, and is honored in their tradition in a collective feast day on January 2nd. The illustration is a late 12th century fresco of St. Athanasius in the Church of St. George, Kerbinova, Macedonia. He was born around 296 or 297 A.D. to a Christian family, probably in the Nile Delta town of Damanhur, 43 miles east and south of Alexandria. The quality of his Greek prose and the logic of his arguments in his earliest works, written when he was less than 25 years old, suggests that his parents provided him with a classical education in literature, language, and rhetoric. Alexandria was at that time one of the most important sees of the early church, along with Jerusalem, Antioch, Rome, and Constantinople. It had control over lesser jurisdictions throughout present-day Egypt and present-day Libya. This is why its patriarch is entitled to be called an archbishop. The founding of the church at Alexandria is traditionally credited to the Apostle Mark. In the Coptic church tradition, St. Athanasius is credited as the first patriarch of the See of Alexandria who wrote in the Coptic language. The illustration is a detail, the right side of a pair of images from the Menologion of Basil II, a service book in, in tempera and gold on vellum, produced at Constantinople in the late 10th or early 11th century. Very little is known of his early life, except that at a young age, he came to the attention of Alexander, the 19th bishop of Alexandria, who encouraged him to study for the clergy. 
It is likely that he studied Christian doctrine at the first catechetical school at Alexandria, co-founded in the late 2nd, early 3rd century by Clement of Alexandria, celebrated on December 2nd. See episode 1 in this series. Later, according to the early church historian Sozaman, he was invited to become Bishop Alexander's personal assistant. His close association with Bishop Alexander might have owed something to St. Athanasius's early demonstration of his brilliance, particularly in the pair of books known as Against the Gentiles and On the Incarnation of the Word, published in 318 A.D. when he was about 22 or perhaps 23 years old. The second book in the pair is one of the finest elucidations on the Incarnation in the early church, which relies heavily upon and relies heavily upon the Gospel of St. John. His argument was that the Son had to become incarnate as a man, since only in that way could he free mankind from his sins since Adam and Eve. The illustration is an early 12th century Byzantine Orthodox apse fresco of St. Athanasius and St. John the Evangelist in the church of the Kaiseriani Monastery on Mount Hymetus near Athens, Greece. When the Emperor Constantine, the first Christian emperor, called the First Ecumenical Council, which was to meet at the resort city of Nicaea in 325 AD, Bishop Alexandria decided to take with him the bright young Athanasius, whom he had made a deacon in 319 AD. Athanasius was likely the youngest participant at the council, which was attended by 318 bishops. It was the beginning of St. Athanasius' lifetime commitment, lifetime commitment to advocacy of and strong defense of the Trinitarian doctrines pronounced by the First Ecumenical Council at Nicaea and later modified at the Council of Constantinople in 381 A.D. For more on those two councils, see the AIC video series The Nicene Creed, which are linked from the digital library page at our website, www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The illustration is the Istanbul Gate and the remains of the wall at Nicaea. Before his death in 328 A.D., Archbishop Alexander strongly recommended the election of Athanasius as his successor. Athanasius was installed as the 20th Bishop of Alexandria later that same year, beginning a five-decades-long and very tumultuous career as the Church's strongest defender of the Nicene Creed and Trinitarian Christianity. He never learned Hebrew and relied solely upon the Septuagint, or Greek Old Testament text, which it is said he could recall from memory. 
His defense of the Nicene Creed and his attack upon the Arian heresy generally and its advocates by name specifically led to friction with several different Arian emperors at Constantinople, resulting in five separate periods of being deposed and exiled from Alexandria. He spent several years at Rome and in hiding in other cities in the eastern part of the Byzantine Empire, including Alexandria. The written legacy of St. Athanasius is extensive, including the two-part work from his early years against the Gentiles and on the incarnation of the Word, a biography of his friend St. Anthony of Egypt, also spelled in the Italian style as Antony without the H, the epistle to Marcellinus, and several dozen festal letters written on the occasion of the major feasts of the church, one of which, the 39th of these festal letters, contained the earliest complete list of the 27 books of the New Testament, which were accepted as canonical, as well as commentary on the canonical and non-canonical books of the Old Testament. St. Athanasius had nothing whatsoever to do with the creedal statement erroneously called the Athanasian Creed, which is a Western church document which did not appear until centuries after his death. St. Athanasius was among the most prominent Nicene-era saints who advocated the theory of deification, which is also called theosis, a doctrine widely understood in the Eastern Church tradition, but not so much so in the Western Church. In the concluding paragraphs of On the Incarnation, Athanasius said in Article 54, Paragraph 3, for he was made that we might be made God, with a small letter G. Here he meant that mankind should constantly aspire to be like God in the sense of striving for holiness and saintly behavior. He is not suggesting that man can ever fully achieve such an objective or ever achieve equality with God's divine essence. Here he repeats the theme of one of the early saints of the Western Church, Irenaeus, who wrote in the last half of the second century that, quote, the word of God, our Lord Jesus Christ, who did through his transcendent love become what we are, that he might bring us to be even what he himself, he is himself. That quotation, by the way, is from Irenaeus's Against Heresies, Book 5, in the prefaces found in the Anti-Nicene Fathers First Series, Volume 1, page 526. St. Athanasius was also an advocate of antiphonal singing and chanting, especially using the Psalms, which he said, quote, possess a certain winning exactitude for those who are prayerful, unquote. He wrote that, quote, the act of singing effects harmony in the soul. In his epistle to Marcellinus, he said, one who reads the books, meaning the Psalms, utters them not as his own words, but as the words of the saints. 
More than 250 years after the death of St. Athanasius, the style of chanting at Alexandria drew the interest of Pope Gregory the Great, who ordered it integrated into Roman church worship in a style which is now known as the Gregorian chant. St. Athanasius enjoys great renown in both the Eastern and Western churches. St. Gregory Nazi Anson called him a, quote, pillar of the church, unquote. He is, as I noted earlier, one of three hierarchs of the Eastern church, which also honors him with the title, the father of orthodoxy. In the United States, the St. Athanasius Academy of the Orthodox Church in America is named after him. He is one of the first four doctors of the church in the Roman Catholic tradition. Even Protestant scholars often give him honor, calling him the father of the canon, unquote. There are many churches named after him around the world. The illustration is a 19th century stained glass window at Denbosch Cathedral, a Roman Catholic church in North Brabant, Belgium, one of four windows commemorating the four doctors of the church. St. Athanasius died in his sleep on May 2, 573 A.D., in his beloved Alexandria. His remains were originally buried in the city of Alexandria. Later, at an unknown date, they were taken to Venice, which is also the resting place of the remains of the founder of the See of Alexandria, the Apostle Mark, and whose remains are displayed in the Basilica of St. Mark. The remains of St. Athanasius are installed in the Church of St. Zacharias, which is southeast of the Basilica of St. Mark, along with the remains of Zacharias, the father of St. John the Baptist. The illustration is the marble altar containing the remains of Zacharias and, and Athanasius, which was designed in the 17th century by the Venetian artist Jacopo Negretti, also known as Palma il Vecchio. It is located to the right of the nave. In 1973 A.D., Roman Catholic Pope Paul VI gave some bones of Athanasius to the Coptic Church, where they are installed in a shrine at the Coptic Cathedral of St. Mark in Cairo, the principal church of the Coptic Orthodox Church. The collect for the Feast of St. Athanasius of Alexandria is from the 1963 edition of Lesser Feasts and Fasts. Almighty everlasting God, whose servant Athanasius steadfastly confessed thy Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, to be very God and very man, grant that we may hold fast to this faith and evermore magnify his holy name through the same Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit ever, one God, world without end. Amen. Thank you for joining me for episode 16 in the Lives of the Saints second series. Next time in episode 17, I celebrate the life of another of the four doctors of the church, St. Basil of Caesarea, whose feast day is June 14th. Episodes of all our videos are available on both our YouTube channel, 
the full URL address for which is https colon slash slash www.youtube.com right slash C right slash St. John C with Saint spelled out. Please be sure to include the S after HTTP. And also through the episode links at our newly redesigned website, www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. At that site, the digital library link gives access to all our seasonal videos and other videos. The Bible study link similarly connects you to our two existing Bible study video series, New Testament Gospels and the series on Revelation. The podcast homilies link gives access to our extensive archive of MP3 podcast homilies for the Sundays in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer and on other topics and other services. The two virtual bookstore links at the bottom center of the page provide access to information about both the paperback and Kindle editions of all our AIC bookstore publications. Purchase of these books helps fund this Internet ministry, with 100% of all book royalties contributed to the AIC. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our newly redesigned website and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.